Well, it's Thursday, so it must be podcast time again, David, and we're sitting in the hottest uh, room in the Herald Express offices today. Rich, you've even got a pullover, as I'm I know, as well. it might have to come off, <laughs> yeah, I warn you. Too much information. Yeah. <laughs> um, no Guy today, Guy's taking a day off, uh, good for him. But so still busy. But still busy, so yeah. it's just me and you. Um, still busy on the... On the Plainmore front. Yes, um, and you've been up to Plainmore this morning, and you've uh, you've witnessed the signing of yeah uh, an important no, an important player. Yes, you're telling me. Uh, I didn't w- physically witness the pen going to paper, but he certainly has done it. And he was um, up there, and you spoke to him. Yeah, uh, and everyone else, and and Luke Young, uh, a big big part of. A big plank, if you know what I mean. I hope that's not taken the wrong way. Um, of of <laughs> a, re- of a rebuilding uh, uh, job, which uh, is is clearly underway uh, at Plainmore. Um, it's a signing that will have the fans thinking, "Yeah, that's that's good." Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Rory Keating was the first one. Um, uh, you know, on on the back of uh, obviously uh, Damon Lathrop and, and Sam Cheney were already under contract, but of the seven that were offered new deals, it's, it's two down and and five more to go. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Luke Young, Player of the Year. I think he's got to be in the bracket of one of, at his best, one of the top <coughs> half dozen midfield players in the conference. And a big, big plus. I think quite a few United fans were understandably concerned that he might have left. Um, let's face it, he's, he's, uh, he's been at Playmore for three years already. Uh, and in football these days, that probably qualifies you for a multi loyalty bonus or something Absolutely. not that they exist in the conference these days um you know let's face it in the in the in the premier league you get a loyalty bonus for hanging around for a couple of weeks don't mm. you uh, these days so um uh, i think if you imagine a situation where luke young for one reason or another might have left and gone somewhere else uh, especially if it had been to another conference club i'm uh, i luckily i don't think that was ever a real option but the message that would have sent out would have been really damaging. Uh, 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 now, because it would have gone, well, goodness sake, you know, if he's not prepared to stay. But he, is, he has committed himself. There's been no actual confirmation on the length of the contract, but um, I'm pretty sure it's for another year. Uh, I'm sure fans have immediately been thinking about, well, what happens in January if, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I did put that to Kevin Nicholson, the, the, the player manager, he was reluctant to go down that road a little bit, but he did say, and understandably so, look, if we get to January, Luke Young's firing on all cylinders and playing the way we know he can, uh, that would almost certainly have the same effect on the team. Uh, and that's a bridge that United will more than happily cross if it, cro- if it comes up. Absolutely. Um, that, that, that if, you know, I cannot see Luke Young ever seriously considering going to another conference club, another National League club. I think if he was even going to contemplate leaving, it would have to have been to a league club. Um, uh, I understand there was interest, um, but um, you know he's a West Country lad through and through. Um, uh, um, he and his partner have got a little baby. That um, they they are you know happy down here, and I think uh, as well that Young senses that behind the scenes. And around the club generally, and I know we'll might come to discuss that in a, in a minute or two, that things are looking up, and I think the whole package has gone together. Uh, I dare say United have done their best for him in that respect, 
uh, and uh, he's, I know he's had conversations with, with um, Kevin Nicholson about what sort of players might be coming, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the type of people he's chasing. And on the back of all of that, he said, yeah, I'll go for, I'll go for that. That's got to be good news. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, you good know, pointers. We'll, yes, and I, I think as well, you know, the, the thing with Youngie is that... that, that um, you know he's got all this talent. We, 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 we've always known that he was Argyle's young player of the year at 17 years old, something like that. Um, uh, uh, but when you see him out on a on a pitch for for Torquay, and Playmore fans will see it, and, and obviously the many fans who go away, there's never any doubting that he's up for it. You know, so to have that combination of, you know, efforts. You know, no, no one's not even Luke would would claim that he plays like Zinedine Zidane every single week. But you know that on the whole, if it hasn't gone right, it's not because he hasn't been trying his heart out. Uh, in fact, a couple of years ago, he was all, it almost looked at times as if he was trying too hard because he was picking up bookings and getting the odd red card. Um, he's also, as Nicholson quite rightly pointed out, had two quite difficult injuries to get over. The first one was obviously much more difficult. Last one, midway through last season, much less serious. Didn't need surgery in the end. Um, uh, and and these sort of things have got in the way, really, yes. of his progress. Um, but you remember, and I'm sure United fans remember, uh, that first six months or so uh, after Chris Hargreaves signed him from Plymouth, he was sensational uh, in a talkie shirt. Every time he got within 30 yards of goal, there was a shot potentially coming um, uh, uh, he can pass he can shoot he's got a brain in his head you know he's up for it you know goodness sake there aren't many more boxes to tick no. and, um, <clears throat> and on the back of Ruri Keating coming as well um, you know he, he's not it, nobody's trying to pretend and it'd be wrong to put him under that sort of pressure that he's going to be you know 25 goal a season striker next year but uh, uh, you know he's a work in progress um, you know uh, that he will be out there putting it in week in, week out. Uh, and I know Nicholson is obviously now looking for at least one, probably two more strikers to go with him up front um, to give United a bit of firepower next season. So we have four on board. Um, now, Kevin offered new deals to or wanted to talk to uh, seven. So we've signed two of those seven, yeah. Luke and um, Rory. Yeah. So the other five. And the other five, Dan Sparks. Okay. Uh, now short, you want Dan Sparks? Yes, absolutely. Not, all gone a bit quiet on that front, for one reason or another. I don't think it's any particular deliberation, de- deliberateness in that, if that's the right word. Um, uh, Sean McGinty. There has been interest. Okay. Uh, with him uh, from other clubs, I, 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 you know, I used to speak to Sean quite regularly during the course of the season. He thoroughly enjoyed it, and so did his partner down here last year. And I think he would definitely be interested in coming back. If they came back today in this weather, they might, they might <laughs> well, be even more persuaded. Uh, uh, I tell you, well, you know, if Neymar fancies a day out, <laughs> you, you stand a chance of him signing for Torquay on a day like this, wouldn't you, and uh, showing him the bay in this weather. Um, uh, uh, Sean McGinty, Brendan Moore, the goalkeeper. Uh, a man, he's gone back to America, has he? He's back yeah, home on, right. in, in America. Uh, and the other two, Aman Verma uh, and Courtney Richards. Now, um, I think Kevin Nicholson, he's already hinted quietly to me that he's expecting a bit of news on 
several of those in the next few days that they don't have until, I think it's June the 3rd, before they finally have to accept or say no to their contract offers. Is that because their contracts are still running? No, it's point? 28 days from the offer. OK, all right. So it, the, 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 a player has 28 calendar days from the time that a club makes them an offer. OK. Um, so, uh, and that, as far as I'm <clears throat> aware, runs out on June the 3rd. Um, so uh, um, I think uh, they're, they're pushing quite hard with Moore, the goalkeeper, Brendan Moore, uh, waiting for an answers on the others. And I think Kevin uh, Nicholson was hinting to me today that there might be some news on most, if not all, of those, both staying and possibly leaving. Okay. Um, he's also been talking to... I was going to say, what about outside of that group Yeah, of absolutely. He's... And, of course, there, is, there was another group of players that were, were maybes, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, and I think they remain maybes. Okay. Uh, um, uh, I mean, it's interesting. <coughs> we, we did a little interview with Miles Anderson in, in the piece this week, in, in the paper this week. I, I, I think he's hanging on what is happening back here. I think it wouldn't take a huge amount for Miles Anderson to... Uh, um, get on the phone or for Nicholson even to ring him and say right now things have clar- clarified a bit at this end uh, what do you want to do um, and of course the whole point about Miles Anderson is that he's a left footer now if mm. McGinty doesn't stay uh, and I know Kevin Nicholson is very keen for him to stay um, if McGinty for one reason or another is lured elsewhere then Miles Anderson, who's a left footer and had to play on the right-hand side of, yep. of two centre backs towards the end of last season, um, you know, might well be an option there. We'll, we'll 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 see with that. But I think, well, I know that Kevin Nicholson is very keen and is pursuing hard uh, uh, a genuine, experienced, solid right-sided centre back. Okay. And I think talks are pretty close on that one, and we might be hearing something. Where's John uh, um, Terry going? <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, so that's that. It still leaves. Um, we're still looking. I, I, there is quite a rebuilding job to do, if, yes, if you really absolutely. think about it. Uh, um, uh, and uh, nowhere more than in defence. Um, you know, uh, uh, and you know, you're looking at both right and left back. Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of United fans have been. Wondering about Jared Hotchkiss from yes. from Kidderminster Harriers. He had a great couple of months on loan. On loan he? here, I think he is an option, but we'll see if if that turns into anything. Of course, Kidderminster did, they didn't go up. From they the didn't go up, and he was he is he was released. He he's uh, he was one of the top earners at Kidderminster, and, and he's that's been why released. released him, yeah. There you yeah. are. So he's he's available. Um, see what uh, you know. I th- it's got to be an option, and in fact, I know I, I know it is a possibility. But we'll see where we go. Of course, this time of year, it's 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 a real difficult one for for certainly for managers. For a start off at the end of the season, what do most players do? They go on holiday. Yeah. Um, so physically, quite a lot of them are not in the country or are you know. Uh, away. Of course, that's not the the problem it used to be, is it? Because everyone's on contactable terms, aren't they? I mean, True. Yeah, you know, that's right. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, even official club officials and things, that, you know, yeah. take their laptops on, you know, <laughs> more fool them on, on on holiday. But still, there you go. It has to be done these Enjoy days. Enjoy it, Tim. There yeah. you are. <laughs> uh, it has to be done, doesn't it? And, yeah. And. Um, uh, and I know Kevin Nicholson's been on and off the phone to Brendan Moore in America, and um, messages have been flying backwards and forwards. 
um, that that that's just part of normal life now, isn't it? And um, so it's 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 not a question of oh, we've got to wait for somebody to come back from holiday from Spain or Greece before mm. we can talk to them again. No, not not at all. Where they might meet another manager holiday in the same place. <laughs> Almost it? certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that that's <clears throat> that, that's where we are on most of those. Um, I think as well, it, it's worth pointing out that in some ways. Uh, progress in quotes for Nicholson in various areas is actually a no just as much as a yes yeah uh, so as soon as he knows right he's definitely not coming back bang on to plan a plan b or what or whatever right it down is. to plan d they e, if necessary yeah. yeah every manager has these the, this list of priorities um and i think as well you know kevin nicholson was saying in in the herald this week um that uh, um you know the balance at the end of may swings from the players towards the clubs. Yes. In other words, pre-season training starts, what, first week of July, second week of July sometimes for some of them. As soon as you get into June, players need to get themselves fixed up, don't they? It becomes they? more focused. And it, it becomes yeah. far more focused, and the balance of power, it's a horrible phrase to use really, isn't it, but the, the balance of or, um, negotiating power starts to swing back towards the clubs. As at the moment, the players can sit tight and go, well, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that, I'm waiting for a call from them, I've heard they're interested, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And if a club wants to really nail down one of those players, they sometimes have to nudge the price up to make sure that the player comes and signs. Well, that's the territory which, at, at a conference club, National League club, you don't really want to have to be going down the road of nudging the price up at this particular mm. time. All of a sudden... When you get into June, July time, you may still have a couple of key positions to fill. Uh, you're, but you've got a, a good idea of how much of your budget you've got left. Then you start going for it, maybe. And, of course, this will be Kevin's third season as a manager, his second full season yep, as a manager. Yep. And he's learning all the time as well, isn't he? And he told you this week he feels more chilled out. He's approaching pre-season in a more chilled out state. I, I think he, he, he obviously went through it last year for the first time. Um, he had the sort of January window in his first year, mm. but that's not quite the same. Uh, this is the second full season. I mean, I think it's, it's worth mentioning that most of us and most United fans felt at the start of last season that he hadn't done badly in the no. summer. You know, he'd gone out, he'd signed a fairly new-look team. People you know, like Dan Sparks coming in. Was Dan a, Sparks you know, was McGinty. Brett Williams, yeah. McGinty. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he obviously managed to persuade some of the lads who had kept the club up the previous season, the Blissets, the Moors, you know, to stay. Mm. Um, uh, and I think everybody thought, hmm, not bad. You know, that, that'll do for starters. <laughs> but unfortunately, it wasn't translated into results until, you know, thank goodness, rather late in the day. Um, uh, but uh, I think now he, he's he's a little bit more. Uh, he called it chilled out. It, it's probably I don't know what are the words sanguine, sort of you know, certainly not panicking. Oh yeah. my goodness, you know yeah. we've got to offer him this. I, th- I think he's, uh, and uh, I think the money situation is doable. Um, I'm not saying that United will have one of the biggest budgets in the National League next season, but I'm certainly not picking up any vibes of oh we're bargain basement shopping uh, or anything like that which is a plus um, and I think Young for one has responded to that I think he can see that um, certainly I, I'm sure that Nicholson and Young get on very well and, and I'm sure 
uh, that was one of the questions which Luke would have asked Kevin Nicholson. Yeah. Look, what sort of players do you think we might have coming? You know, it's got I'll, to influence his decision, absolutely. And also, I know that question has been asked of other players that Nicholson's been pursuing from outside the club. Um, you know, the, the, the more experienced, decent pros who are the sort of guys you need to build a, a team that's got any chance of doing anything, that's one of the questions they ask. Uh, we've been over the last few weeks chatting about, oh, well, come down on a day like this, show them the palm trees waving in the breeze and the ground and the training ground and all that kind of stuff, all well and good. But most good, proper pros, <coughs> they want to hear, oh, he's coming, he's coming, yeah. he's coming. That gives us a chance, and on you go. It's an unusual um, summer, really, for us, uh, because th there's, there's no big story about any takeover. Now, I know that, that there, are, there, there are doubters out there about Gaming International Absolutely. and the way that, that might go, but at the moment, you're sensing a, 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 a quite a good atmosphere at play. Well, I, I do, uh, uh, but not, I'm not the one that counts, really. No. Uh, um, the, the, Luke Young referred to it today, that, 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 you know, that this air of more stability more positivity, uh, good vibes about the place, uh, which people like me have picked up a little bit over the last few months, but um, it, you know it's starting to be reflected. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everything's all hunky-dory and perfect. Oh, by the way, it looks like uh, there will be a new sh shirt sponsorship deal coming fairly soon. Okay. Uh, not quite sure who that is at the moment. It may well, it may possibly, although I think this is a, a, a only a possibility, be a new deal with 420 Skate Store. But I have a feeling that there may be a new deal uh, coming up there. Um, uh, but uh, you know, th there's put it like this: things are better than they were six months ago. Certainly, twelve months uh, ago, eighteen months well, ago. Well, that, yeah. that, that's right. In terms of just right, everybody knowing which direction they're going in. Uh, whatever, you know, we've obviously got to keep our eyes like a hawk on what happens in other areas of the, of, of the club. Um, but let's face it, the first priority for any fans, you've got season ticket considerations, you've got a desire to get people through the gate at the start of the next season. That comes down to players, budgets, signings. And uh, uh, I, I think at the moment um, that is proceeding in a reasonably constructive direction um, and we'll see if that's you know continued right up to the start of the season um, I, I haven't put it like this I haven't picked up many vibes of oh you know it's going to be a struggle you know etc 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 I think that uh, I mean if you put yourself in Clark Osborne's shoes you would you, you and and I always think back to Mike Bateson in these circumstances Mike Bateson, chairman for 16 years, you know, knew this territory inside out. He didn't throw whatever money he had available at the thing during May and June. Very seldom did. Um, he always held some ammo back for later in the season, especially January, for whatever reason, either to try sometimes to push the thing on, <laughs> quite and often. And this was before a transfer window. That's right. As well. uh, uh, and, and so... You know, if you if you were gaming international, you probably wouldn't be throwing what all your ammo at it at the moment. But the impression I've got is that Nicholson has got a chance to, you know, to build a team, uh, and we'll see where that goes. I'm sure he's not rolling in money. In fact, I know he isn't. But 
um, you know, you just want you just want a half a chance, don't you? Nobody's uh, expecting, or if they do, they shouldn't, uh, for a club to go from the position United were in and have been for the last couple of years to suddenly a Lincoln mm. City. Yeah, it, 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 that's highly unlikely. Uh, the budget isn't at that level yet, um, uh, and um, you know, but you just want uh, the thing to be competitive. Top half, once you're in the top half, especially with this possible new, almost certainly new playoff situation coming seven in. Seven teams in the playoffs. Quite. Uh, um, well, six, six but, but sorry, down to sorry. seventh yeah, place down, in, in the playoffs. Down to seventh I mean, place. goodness sake, all you've got to be is in the top half of the table. You're in with a great chance, aren't you? So all of that you know, feeds into, uh, I think, a, a more positive and upbeat feel about the place. Couple of tidbits, Bristol City friendly? Yes, absolutely. Um, added to? Added to, well there's two away, uh, Stoke Gabriel and Plymouth Parkway. Uh, uh, in the space of six days I think it is, um, Bristol City on one week in, I think it's July the 12th, uh, and then Plymouth Argyle, that's on a Wednesday night. That's at home, is it? Hope, but that's yeah. at home, and then Plymouth Argyle the following Tuesday night, both okay. at home. I know Nicholson is trying to work on at least two more. It wouldn't be a huge shock if t- if Truro City no, it uh, wouldn't m- be. M- might be no. involved in some shape or form. Uh, I've heard Tibbs and Tap. Where Ben Garing, Garing has where gone? Where Ben Garing has gone permanently, uh, ex United centre half. Um, and the name of Tibbet and Town is nearly always thrown in at this time of year because the pre season wouldn't be a, a, quite a normal pre season without a game against Tibbetton. But uh, And they've, of course, just been promoted. Well done to them to the Southern League Premier. Um, so uh, I, I think if he could add two more, that would just be about it. Interestingly, uh, uh, um, I think w- one of the things that Nicholson definitely doesn't want, uh, it might be very nice from a crowd point of view, but is what we had ended up last year with West Brom at home on the Monday night mm. of the first week of the first weekend yeah. of the season, because I think the sort of feeling is that. Beating West Brom two one that that evening, uh, whilst it was, you know, quite cheering at the time, did very little for United's um, attitude uh, to their mindset, whatever you want to call it, going into the opening league game. They got duffed up big time at, at um, Macclesfield mm. five days later, two um, nil, uh, and barely broke sweat that, or barely forced Macclesfield to break sweat that afternoon. And it rather set the tone for the first few weeks and months of the season. Um, and uh, uh, Nicholson does not want that. He, he, he wants that the, the last game that United play in pre-season, he wants to be, as far as possible anyway, pretty down-to-earth, muck and nettles, get-stuck-in game. Because, as we all know, <laughs> when the National League kicks off, whoever United get on the first weekend of the season... Um, will be in that bracket rather than a nice uh, passing uh, uh, exercise against West Brom against okay. the, against the Premier League team. Final final thing, I think, just just before coming on air, as it were, or recording this, um, Gary Monk oh, quit goodness. as manager at Leeds United. Well, Talkie boy, Talkie Academy, absolutely. Or- um, uh, an Audley Park boy, as it was when he was there and when I was there. So, yeah. so uh, w- where's he going? To well, I th- and I think you and I looked at each other. All the vibes a few days ago from Leeds have just been sold one Italian to another. I, I couldn't find any article that really suggested he was no, not going. On the, on the contrary, I think Leeds were, were very upbeat about, no, he's our manager, we're keeping him. So I think we both looked at each other and thought, hmm... 
maybe there's something else coming up yeah. here. Uh, uh, he has resigned. Uh, there are one or two clubs uh, um, casting around for new managers at the moment. Um, my old club, Norwich City, have just appointed a German. I'm, I wouldn't have minded Gary Monk going to Carrow Road well, as well. We've got, but, we've got um, two in the northeast at least. Middlesbrough to, uh, uh, and Sunderland yeah. have both come up, haven't they? And uh, it wouldn't be, you know, beyond the realms of, uh, of shock if his name's linked with them. But um, I mean, he's done a, he, he's done Gary's incredibly well, hasn't he? Uh, well, did, he, he was doing well at Swansea, wasn't well, he? Let's face I think, it. I mean, I, it was. I, I it was think a, most people still a very to get... strange decision. To, to, to let him go there. Incredible. Um, you know, the, Especially with his legendary status. I'm, I'm, well, know. yeah, but not just that, but, but it was almost like he'd done fantastically well there. And then they went into a little spell, I don't know, with six, eight games where they hadn't done it. And it was almost like the panic button was pressed straight away. It, it, was, um, it came months after one of the leading Italian sports newspapers had done a massive story on him about possibly being the next... Super manager. There you go. So you um, know these things don't take long. I to, know those to articles are fairly easy to write sometimes, but you're right. He he was being viewed as a, as a, as a very promising, and and of course nothing he's done since he's gone to Leeds has done anything to to you know he's taken a club which was in turmoil when he walked through. And I don't know how many managers they'd had in the previous mm. fortnight, but it was quite <laughs> a few, wasn't it? And he and he's you know calmed the whole place down. Produced a team which looked nailed on for the playoffs for quite a while. All right, they got found out a little bit in the end, but I don't think he that came as a huge shock to him, and probably not to most Leeds fans. They weren't quite ready for for um, you know a real serious uh, push. I think you wouldn't back them against being in the playoffs next year under a decent manager. Um, you would have thought, though, wouldn't you, that that he's he sat down and talked to the new owners, and if they'd wanted him enough, they they could have offered him enough to keep. keep yeah. Him. Well, uh, un- unless somebody else unless has come in yeah. with a, with an offer he can't refuse, yeah. you know that that's the thing. And of course, there's you know our old midfielder, <coughs> you know, Kane is there. I'm sure, which is one of the players whom who um, Monk took to Elland Road mm-hmm. from Bournemouth. I don't suppose one or two of those are too happy, but uh, um, that's the nature of football and. You move on, they're playing for a big club, I'm sure they're all extremely well paid and, and uh, good luck to Leeds in finding you know, somebody as good as Monk to come in and, uh, and, 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 and take over. Just to, just to, to finish, this, the, the, the transfer business in, in and around the National League. Okay, yeah, who's uh, gone well? Just got well. Um, uh, quite a few. The interesting club for me at the moment is Dover Athletic, who, who let's face it, have been in the playoffs the last two seasons. Uh, sorry, just missed, just missed that. Uh, yeah. Oh no, hold on. Did they get in this year? I can't remember. No, I think they, I, th- I think United were instrumental in knocking them they out, were. out of they the They were. They were. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but that's a club that's been up there and punching at least their weight and are probably they, have above they still it. Still got Ricky Miller. Uh, no, he's gone to Peterborough already. But um, uh, uh, they, uh, it's like an exodus there at the moment. The players are leaving left, right, and centre. Um, uh, Tyrone Sterling was the was the most recent one. He's gone to Sutton. Several have gone to um, yeah to Sutton. Uh, uh, a couple to Bromley. Um, uh, so we'll see where that heads. Okay. You know, it's the type of you look at Braintree. Now I know Braintree, uh, Dover are a bit bigger than Braintree, but you you see what happened to Braintree. Finished third the season before last and ended up getting relegated mm. last season. I know Cowley left, but there was that exodus of players, and sometimes at this level. You get a club there was a shelf life on a promotion push, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. You get you, you at that sort of club where you're dealing with gates of, you know, maybe a thousand, but sometimes in hundreds. People make a huge effort to sort of get it together and have a go. And Jim Palmer, the chairman at Dover, has been very, very supportive of that club 
over the years. But sometimes when, when that runs out of energy and steam, it can be very hard for them to, to, to sort of keep it going. Another interesting move uh, um, is a lad called Paul McCullum, who, who United fans may remember was on loan here during the 13-14 um, season for a month. Scored three goals in about four games, something like that. Tall, young striker. He was at West Ham at the time. He's since had quite a few loan spells. He even went to Scotland, I think, with, with Hearts, I think he played for, up in Scotland on loan. Um, he's been playing for Late Norwich the last couple of years. Uh, and scored a dozen goals for them last season. He's just gone to Eastleigh. Here we go again uh, on a two-year deal to Eastleigh. They keep on having a go. They keep they? throwing some money at it, don't you? And uh, he's a six-foot-three young striker. Very interesting to see how he copes. At least he's come from a League Two club, yes. which which is pretty muck and nettles, to an even more muck and nettles league the conference. So you'd think that McCullum ought to be able to to cope. If he if he if he comes down and really starts firing in this league, he could be a serious prospect. Um, always had a goal in him. Uh, he was a bit raw. Um, I don't remember we had a lad called Jaden Stockley down here uh, um, on, on loan for a while. Um, Jaden, they were very young as they often are when they come down. Um, Jaden Stockley <coughs> clearly had talent and ability in the same way that McCullum has. Um, but just at that time of their careers, coming down from bigger clubs, Stockley was from Bournemouth, you sort of, you know, when, when some ugly centre-half used to steam in the back of them, they didn't get a free kick. Uh, they used to <laughs> struggle to get their heads around that. Now, Stockley's playing for Aberdeen up in Scotland and doing pretty well by all accounts. McCullum, we'll see whether, I'm sure he's probably grown up a little bit and can handle that kind of stuff in a way that they couldn't when they were younger. So... Um, uh, that will be interesting to see how he, he fares. Okie dokie. Well, that's about us. Um, Guy will be back next year. No, next year. Next week, no doubt. I hope he'll be back next year. And um, I so think there'll be quite a lot to discuss. Do you uh, think? Yeah, I, I'm sure things it will start. In the, in the wake of Keating, Young, uh, I, I think uh, we'll see that things start to... The pace of change and the pace of signing starts to pick up at, uh, over the next week or two. Signings-wise, we're heading in the right direction. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. As Guy would say at the end of every podcast, uh, come on you yellows and see you next week.